All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Spit Nation. If you're a veteran and you're struggling, you feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness. Stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they will truly, how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or feel embarrassed, call the hotline at 988 and press option one. Come and make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore misfitation. It's the underscore misfitation. This will keep you up to date with all of our new latest news, episodes, and of course, the stories of our great guests. Speaking of which, our next guest had a vision. A vision to make the world a safer and happier place for his grandchildren to grow up in. So he founded Happy Community Builders so that community builders everywhere will be able to have the support they need to make communities a happier place for all. So without further ado, let's welcome Barry Braun to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Barry. Thanks. Thanks, Rich. That's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thanks for, uh, I guess, uh, linking in with us and being flexible because I think we had to reschedule one time before this. Just uh, yeah. technical difficulties on my side, thanks to uh, Mother Nature and uh we're glad we're here today and able to talk and learn about more about you and uh, everything you've you've done in your life. So if you don't mind telling us a little more about your story from as far back as you want to go to how we got to the Happy Community Builders now. Well, um, I've always been interested in what makes people do what people do. And uh, so I'm not a psychologist, but I've spent, I am a professional coach and I've spent, uh, I've been in leadership positions and sales positions and all of that has to do with understanding why people do what they do. And so uh, when I got about 10, 12, well, 11 years ago, to be exact, uh, I've started to become a grandfather of my first grandchild. I I now have four of them. uh, I was wondering what their world would be like and, as they grow up into adulthood. And the picture I built hasn't gotten any brighter over the last 11 years. Uh, it, it's still a troublesome picture. But what I've come, what I did at that point in time, is commit my life to uh, trying to mitigate that outcome. Do what I can to make it so that it's not as dire as it might be. And so out of all of that came the idea of happy communities. Uh, Happy communities are are places where people know each other, uh, they belong with each other, and they care for each other. Uh, no matter what their di- other differences might be, uh, uh, happy communities aren't totally homogeneous. They're, they have diversity of them uh, in them, uh, diversity in all kinds of ways, uh, wealth, uh, uh, and the normal ones of race and gender and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and, and happy communities are places where all people belong and all people look out for each other. They feel a responsibility to each other. And unfortunately, the trend line over the last 40 years has been 
that we've been dropping the ball on that. We as citizens have been giving up our responsibility and delegating it off to politicians and businesses and NGOs. And we ourselves have uh, lowered our expectations of ourselves in terms of what we contribute, how, what, what our responsibility is to community. And so the Happy Community Builders is about reversing that trend. Uh, Happy Community Builders is about gathering the people who care about community, who are working hard to build community and take care of the problems that our, our communities have, like poverty or or racism or whatever it might be, homelessness or whatever it is, uh, the, uh, bring them all to in one place where they can support each other and, and share their expertises with each other uh, so that they're more effective at being able to do what they do every day, as well as them having an opportunity to rethink their future of, of what they think community can be. And that's really where I hope the, uh, the big hope is for me, is that we can rethink where community fits into our society again. That's outstanding. And uh, I know community was a huge thing. Uh, like when my dad grew up, and even when I grew up in the 70s, you, yeah. you knew everyone and you're on your block. You knew everyone around you, and you talked to people. You actually went outside, you played, you talked to each other. And it, you didn't just have your parents that would yell at you. You had everyone's parents that looked yeah. out for you and made sure you weren't going on the wrong path. And so you had lots of moms and dads in your neighborhood that would take care of all the kids. And now I think we've kind of splintered away from that, especially in the last five to 10 years, and definitely during the last two years, during the, the Mr. COVID's reign on terror, reign of terror on people, people don't talk to each other a lot anymore. Do you see that as a burden, uh, I guess, an obstacle to making people grow in that community again? Or is that a way we can pivot and learn a different way to communicate and make communities even stronger? Well, I, I, I see the story being slightly different than the way you told it. I, I agree with most of what you said, uh, but it was we've actually been on this trend line since about 19, the 1980s, about 40 years or so. So you're right. In the 70s, neighbors knew neighbors. Uh, it took a village to raise a kid still, and uh, the village stood up and raised the kid. Uh, but starting in the 1980s, we got this idea of individualism uh, that uh, the only person that really matters in the world is me and I'm, I'm responsible for me and I have to take care of me and if I'm successful enough I can buy my way out of any problems and that's my job in the world is to be able to be independent and not be dependent on anybody else and so that's where this idea of community started breaking down and it didn't all happen all at once but it's been progressive and I think what Mr. COVID did to us uh, has actually made us realize how important community was because for whatever little ties that we still had to community, they were completely broken with Mr. COVID. And we started noticing uh, what we took for granted before, how important community actually is in our life and how interdependent we are really on each other. And so I think coming out of that, there's a there's a big hope uh, in my own personal experience in the last year or so is that uh, people are, are are really grabbing onto the idea that they want community back again. They don't necessarily know how to do it, but they the, it's it's something that they want. Yeah, uh, I think I've seen a lot of it just recently uh, here in uh, Tennessee. More people talking to each other face to face instead of yeah 
doing the launch on each other on Facebook or whatever social media site and actually going out shaking hands and talking to each other and uh, shaking hands is, is like a, it's bad news to people, but it, it's still, you can still shake hands. You can wash them later. You'll be all right. And the, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, <laughs> but it, that helps to look someone in the eye, shake their hand and say, Hey, how are you? And what can we do to make this area better? And I think that's what we lost over, like you said, the 40 years yeah, of the breakdown, and uh, it just got progressively worse over those years. Yeah, and the good news is exactly what you're talking about, is people are longing back for community. They're, they realize their vulnerability in being totally independent, and uh, they're reaching out to each other. And uh, some know how to do that better than others. Some communities know how to do that better than others. Uh, but uh, But I think that's the great hope that we have right now is that uh, that people can uh, are are willing to start revisiting the idea that interdependence, community, belonging, caring, all those sort of things are important. So I have a big dream, Rich, and 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 it's related to that. <laughs> I, I, the question that I would like to ask, just for people imagining a future, a different future than where we're at right now, what would happen if? Every politician, every bureaucrat, every business manager, and every citizen uh, had a responsibility to make decisions for the betterment of their community. What would our world be like if that, if that was the case? Right? If, if, because the, uh, uh, we're passing laws regularly, and often they're destructive. For community, they're they're they go against the grains of community. Uh, businesses often come in and disrupt community uh, 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 rather than contribute to it. The local business people are are often the core of a, of, of of the community, but the the big uh, community uh, businesses where headquarters are who knows where and who cares uh, don't really care except how much money they can glean out of the community. Uh, and and that's disruptive to the community, and 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 citizens have lost a sense of responsibility to actually be uh, be, part, be responsible for the community. We we've gotten to this place where we're consumers, uh, we're consumers of politicians. We 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 politicians are there to serve us, which means that we consume their services. We ourselves don't have any responsibility. So what would happen if that all turned upside down again? <laughs> and, 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 and community was number one in amongst all those organizations and peoples. What would our world be like? And it would be a, a better dynamic, I believe. Uh, like a, you said, the politician thing, if, if they could see outside their four foot box inside their big offices up in the, the big house and see what communities yeah. actually are doing back where they're from and uh, understand the problem, the problems that are there and the progress that can be made. I think they would do things a lot differently than they do up in their big cushy offices. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think we as citizens would probably do things differently too. Uh because it's not all the responsibility of politicians <laughs> for, you know, although that's how we've, we've tried to frame things as we got things as they should is <laughs> the number one phrase that we use. Uh, but uh, 
there's a lot of we should in there as well. I believe there's a lot of I should, then we should. And if we wake up each morning and we start to do things right in our house and then spread yeah. it outside our house, I think we, that's when that I becomes the we and the team, I guess, comes together and you can yeah. community and then work your way out. Uh, I tell people all the time, I don't worry about what's going on in uh, Washington, D.C. It really doesn't have a lot to do with me there. It has to do a lot to do with me here. Local politics has more to do with me here. So if you don't vote in the local elections, don't complain about what's going on in your local yeah. community. You have to vote in all the elections, not just the big ones that are cool on TV. And that's what gets a lot of people lost in the sauce about the whole polit- social political. But you still have to fix your own house first. Yes, Absolutely. Um, you said earlier I, you like to understand why people do things, and that's been a long that's a long, long time of your life. You said during a lot of your career, you try to understand why people did things, and why is it hard for people to actually make things easier to be do good things? Well, here's here's a really simple way of looking at it, but I think it has a lot of validity. So. Uh, you, Rich, and all of each each listener out there, and myself personally, we all have a story of who we are, and we act according to that story, right? You know, you 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 act pretty consistently who your story of who Rich is, and I act pretty consistently with the story of who Barry is, and I think that's true for just about everybody out there. Uh, so, but we also have a story. Uh, that uh, we're caught up in a lot of stories. And we have a story about our community. Our community has a story. My experience is if I ask a half a dozen people in a community, what's the story about this community? I'll start getting a lot of consistency in it. And then people act accordingly. And so we're caught up in these stories. Uh, and there's stories at community, there's story at our nation level, our state level, our nation level. And each one of these stories... Uh, governs how we behave. We act to, uh, uh, consistently with the story. And so I think a first challenge in that is actually questioning the stories that we're living by. Do we really want this story that we we're living under? We don't have to accept the story. We can make our make up a different story for ourselves and then we'll act differently. So I think that's the what I've noticed is the biggest driving force for people's behaviors, that they're caught up in a story and then they act consistent with the story. And and the trick is to break, to recognize this. Most people don't even recognize the story they're caught up in. Uh, so the first step is to sit down and just ask yourself, what story is causing me to behave the way I'm behaving? And is that really the story I want to be caught under? Exactly. It's definitely a, that's a good way of uh, thinking that way. And I never thought, I never heard that it put that way, but I believe that is exactly true how people, they build their persona and then they have to live that persona. Kind of like Fonzie and happy days. It's the same way. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great metaphor. That's a great example. (laughs) We're talking about community and building that happy community. How do we go out there and inspire others to make that community a better place? Well, here's, here's what uh, I'm going to tell you a little story, first of all. Uh, so one of the things that we did with Happy Community uh, is uh, we've developed a process for how whole communities can change their story. Uh, 
And uh, we, we applied this in several communities, and one of them is a small town called Windsor, Nova Scotia. Uh, it's, uh, its population is around 12,000, uh, including the surrounding area. And before we were started there, the community had a story of nothing ever happens here. We're so divisive. If somebody has an idea, we'll fight over it until uh, we drop it, the whole idea altogether and nothing ever happens here. That was their story. Uh, two years later, uh, that story changed to look at how much is happening here. What a great place to live. Look at our downtowns filled up. People are looking out for each other. Look, you know, that person over there just picked up so-and-so and helped them out and that sort of thing. What a great place to live. And how did that happen? Well, it started with one person. And one person gathered three other people until there was four and then five people. And those five people started doing things in a particular kind of way that we showed them how to do. Uh, and that uh, started gathering first a group of 50, then 150 and 500 people and uh, when they were done they were they had 12 major projects going on in the community that attracted 700 volunteers to keep those projects going and through that process the community just naturally changed their story and then people started behaving differently in it so what it took one person to get it started though and that's what our experience is <laughs> One person to inspire. So if you inspire and lead with inspiration, you're likely yeah. to pick up followers and people who want to be inspired by you and to inspire others and pass that motivation around. I think that's a great way. Yeah. yeah, it's one person who sees a possibility and says, we have a possibility for a different future than what we're living under and gathers a small group of people who can believe that possibility with them. And then they start talking the possibility and then there's other people that show up and then they start turning that possibility into some act, sort of action and they, people can start seeing that, that it's more than just a possibility. It starts to become a reality <laughs> and then, right? And that's how it works. So we, we talked about the inspiration and building the community, but we didn't talk about really what makes a person tick. So we talked about how we're we're influenced by what what happens on the news or by politics. So that could be kind of one emotion. What emotions really make a person move forward and do things? Well, uh, the the thing that I've as a coach, as a leader, uh, as a salesperson, <laughs> all of those all of those people, all of those roles that I played, they're all about changing somebody's behavior and so you have to understand what's making that behavior in the first place what's driving it and uh, there's a lot of different ways of talking about it but the one that I found the most powerful is that every person has a sense of who they are I am I am a great guy I am I'm strong I'm 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 whatever the whatever the thing is right uh <laughs> And whatever their idea of who they are, uh, they will do absolutely anything to protect and validate that. Uh, 
they will so some, a lot of times we have false senses of identity we've made it we've manufactured a sense of identity of we, who we are which is just a fabrication but nevertheless nevertheless it's a very true statement about to ourselves it's who we think we are and uh and what we will do is you know we've also watched people do absolutely ridiculous things uh, uh, and, and we wonder how can they be so stupid? You know, like they're doing something that actually really hurts themselves as much as it's doing anything else, right? How can they be so stupid? Well, what they're doing, it's really, it's really easy to understand this when you look through this lens, what they're doing is either validating some sense of who they are or protecting it. When somebody gets angry, what they're doing is saying, you are challenging my sense of who I am, and I am not going to stand for that. I am going to show you that I am who I am, and that's so that that that's uh, that's the biggest driver of behavior. And when you give people opportunity to be who they are, who they think they are, in a constructive and positive way, then then they will gladly jump into that and do it. Definitely, and uh, I like the I like the story there. That was another good one there. Uh, in the ten years since you had the idea and got Happy Community Builders going, how many communities have you are you in now? Wow, uh, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've worked with communities in the United States. I'm in Canada. I'm I'm in no- a little place called Nova Scotia, Canada, and it's a it's like a, your, one of your states in Canada, but it's a very small one, like, I don't know, a Rhode Island or something. <laughs> uh, and um, so uh, we've, we've worked with communities in the United States, many communities in Nova Scotia, of course, uh, communities in another state in uh, Canada, Ontario. Uh, we've worked with communities in India, and we've worked with communities in Uganda, um, and we've done a little bit of work with communities in Scotland and Wales. Uh, so we've you spread we've reached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my theory is that you know. It, it, so, what makes a culture? Uh, uh, and, uh, right now, we have a sick culture. Because we, 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 we've got a culture where community is undervalued. Um, and why is that? Because the community next to us is also thinking the same kind of way. And the community next to them is thinking the same kind of way. Uh, and my theory is that if we can get enough communities uh, everywhere believing in themselves that they actually, it is important to know who you are, know who, know who, your, who your neighbors are, uh, and have a sense of belonging and provide a sense of belonging to the other people around you and actually look out for each other. We can have a new and enough of those. It will become normalized. And, hey, that's the way we should be, just like it was back in the 70s, as you were talking about. And uh, so one of the sad statistics that exists right now is in, in the United States, 75% of Americans do not know their neighbor. They have no relationship at all with their next door neighbor. <laughs> it's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, like we talked earlier, a lot of people stay behind them shut doors and 
worry about me and not the we. So that yeah. hurts a lot of things. And 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 why is that? Uh, well, it's it's the reason that is is because we've developed this culture over the last forty years, which is that is a normal, reasonable way to behave, except it's not. Uh, so <laughs> the the goal of the happy community builders is to be to be uh, to help shift that culture around, be part of the process. There's not we're not the only ones working on this by, by any means, but but being part of the process for uh, for shifting that culture so that uh, that isn't normal, that's abnormal, uh, and and that's the goal. And so. Uh, the way that we can do that is by as many people out there who are working on communities, working in their communities, who can uh, be part of the happy community builders and lend their knowledge and expertise and be part of the voice for change, uh, the better, the more effective we're going to be at shifting that culture. Awesome. And Barry, how does someone get in contact with you to learn more about happy community builders or even join in and uh, be part of the team? Well, the easiest way is just go to happycommunitybuilders.com. That's the simplest way. Okay, well, all contact <laughs> a, there. Absolutely. Happycommunitybuilders.com. Uh, yeah. Or if they wanted, they could find me on LinkedIn, uh, Barry Braun, Braun like the razor, B-R-A-U-N. Uh, and they can find me there and I'm glad to pick up the conversation with them. Awesome. Barry, thanks again for taking some of your time to join us. And share your your information with the Misfit Nation. Well, great, great, Rich, and I hope uh, Misfit Nation <laughs> doesn't stay as a, an acronym for, for for. Hopefully, it becomes more of the Fit Nations. <laughs> that would be my goal. <laughs> but I love the I love the the spirit of it. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good night.